your name? What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're going to be talking about some commonly known American folk tales. And so folk tales are basically stories that have both an element of truth and an element of myth. They're kind of mixed between truth and fiction. And these are stories that are passed down from generation to generation. They're really traditional, usually have been around for a really long time. Um, and they end up becoming a really important part of history in certain places. And like we mentioned, some of them, some of the parts are supernatural. Some parts could never really be true. And that's what make them sort of American legends or American folk tales. Um, and like we said, they have multiple authors. It's not just from one person. So the stories kind of change as they come down the line in history. So we figured today that we would touch upon some pretty common ones that we hear at least in the U.S. growing up and that are part of our culture up there and really encourage our listeners to go find your own folk tales in your own cultures. So as always, listeners, make sure to go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.co. So Paige, American folk tales, I can think of quite a few of them that, you know, growing up we learn them in school or you learn them reading books you hear them from your parents or from your family. Um, they just kind of embed themselves in the culture. And so uh, it'll be fun to kind of go over these today and bring back some of those stories, those memories, and hopefully enlighten our listeners on a part of the culture that maybe not a lot of people have heard of before. So I'm going to go ahead and kick off with one of the biggest ones, one of the most common ones that we hear. And this is the American folktale, the legend of Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch. As I mentioned, this is a Canadian and North American part of folklore and this is sort of a, a hairy ape-like creature also known sort of in other words maybe as a yeti sort of an, a, a big animal that stands up on two feet could look like a really giant man with a lot of hair a mix between a gorilla a bear all these different things and what's interesting is there have been many sightings over many years of saying bigfoot up in the forests up in oregon up in canada and People have tried to take pictures. There have been people who tried to fabricate pictures where they wear a costume to say they're Bigfoot. And so I think this is just one of the big ones that, that we can, can think of and always gets talked about. There's TV shows in the U.S. for Bigfoot hunters. And people are always trying to find this legend and find out if it's true or not. So I'm sure you've heard of this one before. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I spent a lot of summers in the Maine woods and that was something me and my cousins always made up stories that if we heard you know noises in the woods it was Bigfoot or if we saw uh, a footprint that it was Bigfoot's and we had you know he lived on the island at the lake and <laughs> it was kind of this this legend that you would kind of adapt in your own uh, in your own minds and it was you know it was, he was a monster. Like, it wasn't something that you were like, ooh, let's go find him. He's friendly. At least in my childhood, it was definitely something that we were afraid of. 
Yeah, definitely. Did you did you ever find him? <laughs> Luckily, no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but there was always, you know, kids be kids where, you know, one of the cousins was like, yeah, I definitely saw him or, you know, and all of those kind of fake, fake little games that we play in our heads. Right. Um, but yeah, that one was definitely a big one. Uh, another one I remember that was really popular was Paul Bunyan. Mm. I think most people know Paul Bunyan that grew up in, you know, the U.S. or Canada. It's a very common folklore legend. And it kind of represents kind of this like idea of like a rustic American or Canadian where it's like this guy with a big beard and he has a red, you know, and black flannel shirt and he's holding an axe. And you see it a lot in commercials, right? Like the brawny man is kind of this like Paul Bunyan type character. Does anyone that kind of lives in the woods, <laughs> you know, from Canada or America has this like Paul Bunyan persona. And basically Paul Bunyan, according to this folklore, which again, everyone kind of has their own versions of it. But one that I'm remembering from from early days was that he was huge. Like he was this huge guy and that he came to Earth from these like five giant storks, which are birds, because he was so heavy, they needed five of them. And um, he was this huge baby, and he always had this blue ox, which was just as big as him, named Babe. And basically, because he was so large, the story, at least in America, is that he kind of walked around the country. And because he was so large, he created all of these really famous landmarks like one of his footprints is creating Minnesota's 10,000 lakes where he was just walking around in Minnesota being a giant and created these like craters which formed lakes. The other story is that his shovel as he was digging created the Grand Canyon which is in Arizona. These rocks that he used to extinguish a campfire created Mount Hood. So kind of just all these funny mythical stories of like this giant guy that that's why we have the landscape we do in the u.s <laughs> i totally remember the the paul bunyan story and and babe the blue ox i have this image in my head as a kid of reading the book that showed all of the different landmarks you just mentioned and these kind of bigger than life larger than life characters walking around the dynamic duo if you will so yeah i can never forget the image of those two together uh, explaining why we have these landmarks Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. Another one that's really well known by most people in the U.S., I think at least, is the story of Johnny Appleseed which is actually based off of a real person who was John Chapman. And he was an American pioneer, uh, actually up in your neck of the woods page from Massachusetts, 
who was a nurseryman, basically someone who took care of orchards or basically farms where fruit was grown. And so he was known for introducing apple trees to a lot of different parts of the U.S., Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, parts of Canada, West Virginia, I mean, a big area of the country. And he became a legend because he, when he was walking around the, the U.S., he didn't have nice clothes, sometimes didn't have shoes. He was a very, um, just a very basic down-to-earth kind of guy who was walking around being generous and leading the way for conservation, for plants and for apple trees. And he was also a religious missionary. So he went around spreading the seeds and also spreading the word of God, I guess, in this case. And he, um, you know, was just known as this figure to be walking around the country, happy, you know, planting these trees, maybe sleeping under an apple tree. That's an image that comes to my mind. You know, maybe he didn't travel as far as the, uh, the stories say, and maybe he wasn't barefoot all the time. But he truly was someone who covered a lot of ground and did a lot of really great things for conservation and really, uh, you know, forming this legend for himself as kind of the apple guy, Johnny Appleseed. No, it's definitely a legend that I think it's hard to not have heard of him in the U.S. That's what's funny about these legends is you just you don't know too much about them. And there's so many variations like I didn't know it was a real guy. I didn't know he was from my area. That's funny. Speaking of that, for the next one, Davy Crockett, I didn't know that he was a real guy either because I thought he was a legend because he was a real person who was kind of morphed into a legend, right? He was kind of a storyteller and then his stories were embellished in folklore and in plays and in books and all of these, in movies and all of these things. And so he actually was a real guy. He just didn't do probably... Most of the things that um, were talked about him. And basically, he was this frontier man. And people know of him because he was kind of an image of like a hunter. And he had like a coon hat, which is like a raccoon that is made into a hat that has like the raccoon tail and had like a musket. And that was like a famous image of someone in, you know, the, the frontier of America who would kill animals for a living. And so... He was this hunter who was notorious for having all these tall tale stories of hunting a bear and him versus the animal and how he kind of had this adventure. And so that's where a lot of his stories became into movies and TV shows of kind of this adventure hunter who would go around with all these stories. But in real life, he was a politician. He also fought in the Alamo and died, which is the big battle between Texas and Mexico. But what he's most known for, I think, is that wearing that hat and his adventures in the woods killing animals. <laughs> totally. He's this like larger than life figure that I think most people have always heard of for that legendary hat. I mean, you see, I mean, I had a I had a Davy Crockett coonskin hat when I was a kid running around. You know, he's just this emblematic figure. And I think there's also a legend that he killed his first bear when he was three years old. And so, you know, it's these kind of stories of he's just this rugged outdoorsman, killed his first wild bear when he was three, you know, has knives and guns, fought off the Mexicans, died at the Alamo. I mean, just this um, huge icon, this big legend. So I, I think um, this one's really well known as well for those reasons. And today we're going to wrap up with the last one, which is the 
American folklore tale of John Henry. And John Henry was an African-American man who was said to have worked as a steel driver. So a steel driver was someone who they worked with the steel pegs and all the materials needed to build railroads, which back in the, especially in the 1800s in the United States, there's a huge expansion of railroads. So there were lots of people working to build these rail tracks. And what happened was there was a new invention made, which basically automated the nail driving. So this meant that, you know, these workers weren't really needed anymore due to automation. And the tale goes that John Henry said, you know, I can beat this machine. I, you know, I think a man-made, man-made work can be better than this machine. And so the legend has it there was a race to see who could drive in the most nails, either the machine or John Henry. And it said that he won the, won the contest, but it cost him his life. He actually worked himself to death and died on the rail track. There are different legends going around that, you know, he was a real person, perhaps, with a different name, and that he died from a lung infection due to working on, uh, on the railroads instead of from exhaustion, but still just a really big figure in African-American culture and just American culture in general as well. Interesting. No, I, I haven't heard of that one, and that's interesting that he won, but it cost him his life. That's, <laughs> that's a big price to pay. <laughs> Yeah, and I, we're kind of seeing, too, that a lot of these stories, they, they hold up. They last for a long time, right? We're even seeing now in modern day this tale of man versus machine as well. So a lot of the messages that these stories carry, they, they, they carry generation to generation and century to century. So they're really interesting in that way as well, whether if they're completely true or a bit of fiction involved also. So as we mentioned here, just a few that we wanted to bring up today. There There's some more, so... We really recommend that you go and find your own culture's folk tales. Maybe there you'll find some that you've never even heard before. And so it can really enlighten you on, on your culture and also have a good conversation topic. So listeners, as always, check out that audio guide and transcript online at www.dynamicenglish.cl. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile. And that's thanks to you. But we're always working to grow our audience, so make sure to rate, review, and share us.